Welcome to the Victorian Parent Council VPC Parent Podcast Series. VPC is a registered charity organisation dedicated to everyone who support parents in educating their children. I'm Jackie Vanderbilt, your host today. Today we're going to be speaking with an expert on careers, career planning, subject selection and post-school options. Welcome Catherine. Hi Jackie. Catherine, before we get started, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? I've um, got a background in education, so I'm actually a trained secondary teacher who taught design tech and I've worked in a number of different schools over the years. The last 20 years I've spent in human resources and recruitment, helping adults and students find their path as to where to go next. And about seven, eight years ago, I set up a business called Turning Point Consulting and our focus is very much on working with students throughout their schooling and their tertiary studies as much as adults in their life decide where they're going and what they're doing. So our focus is on careers and transition, but also well-being, which is integral, and leadership and personal skills. Um, I also do a lot of work in the wellbeing space with Wellbeing Australia, where we focus on positive strategies to really manage what's happening in the world. And Catherine, you and I know each other from from, from way back when. Um, and Catherine's also a mum, so skin is very much so. Forget to comment that. <laughs> the game. <laughs> Um, Catherine, we're going to be talking about the, the changing nature of work. And um, so, you know, we're talking about post-school world. What is this post-school world that our children are now going to be entering? Look, that's a great question. I think it's it's one that a lot of parents are frightened of. And I've, I've got one child who's just finished school and another one who's heading into their senior years at the moment. So it's, it's topical in my mind as much as a mum as, as a workplace. The, the world of work is changing dramatically and unfortunately there's a couple of myths and negative stigmas with that phrase. So there's constantly people saying, oh my goodness, robotics and, and artificial intelligence are replacing everyone's jobs. All the jobs that you will have, you don't know what they are or where they're going to come from. And I guess that the nature of work now is actually that it's evolving and that has always been the case. Uh, unfortunately, due to a lot more media and publicity, People are feeling this is a new trend. But if we think back to when we finished school, we're in jobs we didn't know existed. We're doing things we didn't even know were around at that time. So there's really not a dramatic change, but I think the visibility of it has changed. I think a couple of things we need to think about very differently as, as parents and as people seeking work, no matter what our age is, is that the structure of work has changed. So we can't work in silos anymore. We can't work independent of other people. We must be able to deal with other people no matter what our role is. Uh, We also need to accept that looking for that permanent full-time fixed role that I'm going to be in for the next 25 years probably doesn't exist. (laughs) And I think that's a good thing because we should be living that learning dream in our own lives to keep us excited and and activated. But certainly that post-school world of work one of the biggest challenges I see students facing is finishing their either their school life or their tertiary studies and waiting for this magic role that just doesn't exist. So it is really about flexibility in how you approach your work, in being very true to what those skills and talents you have are and how you can approach utilising them with other people to benefit the company. So it's very uh, humble in its approach and it's very much about how you can add value and that value gives value back to you but that may be running you know two or three casual jobs when I first start or two part-time jobs a lot of industries have moved away from full-time and this is a lot of companies I'm working with 
and certain sectors are actually running jobs as consultant jobs, not permanent. So psychology, for example, physiotherapy, um, a lot of the trades, these are all roles that you are reliant on running your own business and working with one or more uh, businesses to keep yourself employed and engaged. So that really does present some interesting challenges now. So when we're, we're talking about post-school options, uh, what should we be looking for? It's a lot more flexibility from the sound of it. So yeah. not necessarily seeing that being taught within schools or, cult, or, or cultivated within schools. So, um, so we've really got to look for those, those types of skills to be developed elsewhere. Is that... Yeah, absolutely. It's not relying on school. But the people that I'm seeing challenged from leaving school or finishing their studies after school that are struggling to get work have neglected to do anything else. So I've got people who are brilliant academically and have got the A's and have aced everything that they needed to ace from an academic point of view. But when they're in sitting in front of me or someone else as an employer, we want to know how they approach things, how they have solved problems. Uh, when, you know, push comes to shove and someone's abusing them, which does happen in the workplace, as I'm sure you would appreciate, how are they going to respond? So the challenges we're seeing is you can go forward and get those top marks and you can get into the top uni and you can get the top course as you perceive it to be, but that doesn't guarantee you employment because we need to know you as a whole person. So the people that we're seeing succeed are having conversations about that back in school. And that doesn't mean we all have to work. It is, it's a common trend now that less kids are working during school, which has pros and cons. Um, there's certainly a lot more kids getting involved in voluntary work. And I think valuing voluntary work is probably the most important thing because some schools organise it, but the, school, the students do not value it. And so they're not understanding what they're learning through the experience. So helping your child to be aware of that, um, conscious of what they are doing around home and in the community to be able to help, but seeing that there's a number of different spheres they need to develop. That's that sense of self and what their interests and likes and dislikes are. It's their approach to other people and how they interact with other people and when they are confronted, how they respond and develop that skill instead of having a reactive nature but also how they apply themselves and those fundamental skills. So a lot of students will say to me, well, I'm not bothering to get a job at, you know, Coles or post office or something simple like that because nobody cares. That's not going to link to what I want to do in my job. Well, actually, I do care because it shows me you're turning up when you're being asked to turn up. It shows me that you're taking on whatever responsibilities we're asking you to do and you are involved with what you are needing to do, not wanting to do. So they're the skills we're looking for that that how do we integrate into the workplace. So I think that in terms of planning for life beyond school, it's very much understanding that it's not going to be a straight line and all the skills that I develop and enhance in myself will be those that are benefits to me above everything else. So that, that really, I suppose, places parents in an interesting position, really, doesn't it? Because, um, you know, they can really be helping their, their young person or now young adult, you know, navigating this new landscape. So have you got tips for parents? Absolutely. And isn't it a tricky one? Because as parents, all our children are so different. I've got, I've got three daughters and they are such completely different people. So we've got to be on our toes as to what we're doing and how we're doing it all the time. But I think there's a couple of common themes that we can do as parents that really change how we can support our children as they are becoming adults. Because really when they are leaving school, that, that's what they are. They're needing to work out who they are enough 
to be confident in their choices and to be um, clear that they have the capacity and the resilience to go forward. And I guess a couple of those things are, are having conversations with them. And that means we're not trying to solve the problems because I don't know about you, but my children quite often want me to fix and solve the problems. And I don't know what the right answer is for them because I'm not them. So really engaging in conversations rather than solutions is massive to me. And the other part of that is not just coming up with the answer, but them realising these critical thinking and these problem-solving skills they have so that when they are faced with it in the workplace, they know how to deal with it. Um, the other thing we can do as parents is discuss jobs, discuss what we do, uh, introduce them to friends and family and colleagues that are in areas that they're interested in, but try and facilitate some introductions because networking is really everything in terms of employment now and networking is everything in terms of understanding what's happening in workplaces. So just starting some of those soft conversations and giving your child an opportunity to actually build those skills and see how they work so that they can demonstrate those life skills that they're needing to build. Um, I think the other thing is helping but not doing. So in terms of decision-making of do I go to uni or not, do I do a gap year or not, do I go and do a trade or not, all of these decisions, really making sure we're not coming up with the, the yes or no's, but what would that look like? How could that work? What might be the challenges there? And so I think as parents, a lot of it is, uh, very, very challenging because we are time poor as, as a society and so we don't have the thought process to give us that extra time but the time we invest during these, these years at school and in that transition from school really help us in setting our, our young adults up for their next step. I think that's the biggest pocket of people that I have that are really finding challenges in their household is when they have people in their 20s and 30s still struggling because they didn't have a lot of those conversations back then. Um, so I think that's something that we can really be conscious of is starting to understand what we need to build and giving a little bit of short-term pain to help us in the long-term of building those skills in our children now. Our young adults. Our young adults. So Catherine, if I was to say, ask you, what would be, say, two questions as conversation starters around around work and, and, and talking to my talking to my young person, young adult in my house around work, what would be two questions I could start conversations with? Sure, I would be aiming for them to be as open and as vague as possible. So something that is, gee, you know, the year's passing. Where are you up to and what you want to do next? Um, that's a, a great starter. And again, we have to remember not to react either way when there's the responses, but continue to ask a bit more around that. And then if there's a discussion where it's, you know, I'm thinking of this or that, potentially coming with questions more along the lines of how might that work? Why are you thinking in that way? How could that look for you? Yeah? But really investing in the why factor in those conversations. And getting them to start doing the thinking and the solving and the, the, the planning. And, and thinking deeply. So for them not to just have that light level because quite often when we ask the first question, it's, oh, yeah, I'm going to go and study. So, oh, why are you wanting to study? What are you wanting to study? What is it going to look like? Continuing to get the depth in the thinking, not the superficial level. And that's no matter where it is. Thank you to our guest speaker. We hope you enjoyed today's topic. Want to know more about this podcast and other VPC podcasts? Please visit the VPC website, vicparentscouncil.vic.edu.au.
and leave a review. We would also welcome you to contact us if you would like to be our guest or if you have a topic around parenting and education. Thank you to Melbourne singer Emma Sidney for her permission to use her soundtrack, Cherish. Until next time, thank you for listening.